1: If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly.
0: Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we are talking about how in the heck do you get into the housing market right now since it's hyper-competitive. Joining me today is Lisa Grant. She is a real estate broker. Welcome to the show, Lisa.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Heather. I appreciate it.
0: I don't know how things are where you live, which I, as we were talking before the show, I found out you're in South Carolina, but in Salt Lake City and specifically along the Wasatch Front prices on our houses went up 300% in the last couple of years. And so the average price for a home right now is sitting at Mm
1: $450,000.
0: And that is not starter home prices. I just can't imagine how anybody can even get into the market right now.
1: Yes, it's very difficult right now. And and the market is starting to soften a bit, but you're right. The median... Home list price is a national average is 12% higher than it was just last year. So right now we have a lot going on with the sellers having multiple buyers, multiple bids, and and most of this is due to the low interest rates, right? So we have low interest rates that's been below 3% for months, and since the pandemic started, it's been going down lower, which gives buyers more access to money you know buy when a purchase a home as soon as possible before the interest rate starts to increase.
0: Right, and I know that the feds are keep threatening every few months to raise the interest rate, but then everybody panics and the stock market tumbles when they say that and so they're like okay, wait, we'll hold off for a little bit longer, but I mean, mm-hmm. how long can interest rates stay at this ultra low rate that which will continue to drive up housing prices? Before the whole thing just collapses.
1: And there, there won't be a collapse. I really do not see a bubble. I mean, what's going on right now is because of the pandemic, we're trying to make sure that people are still able to purchase homes. So the interest rate was still stay at a reasonable level. Uh, if not, continue to go down lower. It all depends on this pandemic, right? But here's the deal the home prices will not go down anytime soon. Like, there is no bubble. It's always supply and demand. We've had years of inventory shortage and the pandemic just really uh, increased that, you know, shortage longer, basically. And buyers still wanna buy homes. But what's gonna happen is the prices will eventually hit the limit and start to level out. And you'll have less competition and less bidding wars. But there won't be a there won't be a bubble.
0: Before we get into how buyers can navigate this, I want to sort of set up, you've done that a little bit as to kind of where we got to where we are. So as you said, the interest rates have been lowering for uh, quite some time, especially right when the pandemic started. But also what happened during the pandemic is people who owned a house and maybe were considering Upgrading or moving when the pandemic hit, they didn't know if they were going to have a job or not. And so all of a sudden their life was not as stable as it had been. Sellers who normally might have sold as we have like a typical amount of people that sell every single year. They all decided to stay put until they figured out what the pandemic was doing to their lives and their livelihoods, but you still had buyers the same amount of buyers who wanted homes and then with the lowering interest rates even more buyers came on board because they're like oh finally i can afford a house because the interest rates Mm -hmm. are much lower but then it started driving up the prices again so then you just outpriced a bunch of people even if you have lower interest rates
1: and you're exactly right we had an inventory shortage before the pandemic and before the pandemic we used to say Homeowners staying in home about three to five years. Now it's about like seven to 10 years, right? So you have a low turnover rate and also you have buyers who are able to have that extra income because the pandemic has a sourceable income. You're able to not go on vacation. You're not spending the money on, you know, going out to eat. So you're sitting in all this cash and now you have low interest rates and now they're ready to buy. So you're exactly right.
0: That's how we got to where we are. So Mm -hmm. now if I'm a buyer and I want to get into this market, okay, like you just said, hey, I haven't been going anywhere. I haven't been spending my money. I've got a nice little nest egg now after the last 16 months. I'm ready to put a healthy down payment on a house. But oh my gosh, in Salt Lake, it's going to cost $450,000 for me to get into a home. How am I supposed to do that? Yes.
1: To approve their odds of winning, buyers, the first thing you want to do is get pre-approved, right? You want to have that pre-approval letter in your hands and tell the seller that you're serious and you're able to purchase their home. And then when you find that home that you love, make your highest offer. Your first offer should be your highest offer. There's no room for negotiation. You don't want to have buyers remorse of, oh, I would have paid that much for that home, but you started out low. So your first offer should be your highest offer. And also, you know, lately I've seen a lot of people removing contingencies. So contingencies are conditions that must be met before the home could be sold, right? Like the appraisals, the inspection, the home warranty. I have seeing offers where they're saying, hey, we don't need a home inspection. We've seen the home, we went to the home, and we like it, we'll buy it as is. Okay. I want to uh, remove those competencies. All
0: right. I know that is, you have good standing as a buyer if you do that, but I have (laughs) horror stories like, fine, (laughs) I'll buy it as is. And then it looks pretty on the outside because the sellers may have just put slap dash some nice paint on there and put something up that looks nice, but is actually very shoddy workmanship, or it's hiding bad pipes behind it, or electrical that is having issues. And now the buyer thought, great, I've, I got into the market, I, I finally have my home, and now it's a money pit. Yeah. I mean, how do you actually recommend people to waive the inspection fees and all that? I mean, I, I just, is, isn't that, as a real estate agent, like, isn't that negligent?
1: And that would sound crazy, but here's the key. Here's the secret. I went with my client to see a house, and she took a handyman with her. So you can go and look at a home, and you can take whoever you want. You can take your family members, but I recommend taking your agent, of course, but also taking a handyman or a home inspector with you. So you're having a home inspection as you walk through the home. It's not going to be as detailed because he's not going to be able to get those crevices. But a really good professional home inspector with you doing a walkthrough will be able to tell you, hey, this is cosmetic. We can work on this. This is all just, you know, plus. But then they'll be able to say, hey, that foundation, hey, this HVAC system doesn't sound right. So you want to take a handyman with you as you go through the home, as you walk through the home.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you. Because I was picturing a whole (laughs) slew of people just like, no, I don't need an inspection. Y'all take it. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> no, no. You want to be smart with it. You want to make sure you're smart with it Awesome.
0: Okay. We do need to take a break. When we come back, we'll go into more of the things that buyers really need to be prepared to do before they get into this very competitive housing market. So we'll be right back with Lisa Grant, who is a real estate broker. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that affects your life in any way money-wise. We're talking about it, and today we're talking about how in the heck do you buy a home in today's hyper-competitive housing market. Joining me today is Lisa Grant. She is a real estate broker. Lisa, in that first segment, we talked about all buyers need to be pre-approved. It's not only, in my mind, it's not only... A good way to show the seller that you're serious, but it confirms for you how much can I really afford? Because if you fall in love with the $500,000 house and you, you're all ready to make an offer on it. And then you find out mm-hmm. you can only afford $325,000. Everybody's going to be really upset. Yeah. Also, a lot of buyers are waiving a lot of what you call their contingencies, as in no inspection, you'll buy it as is, you don't ask the sellers to repair certain things that you see are obvious. But what are some other things that buyers can do to get a stronger foothold in today's market?
1: Another thing that I'm seeing buyers do is they remove the home appraisal. The home appraisal will be required by your lender, so you must have a home appraisal if you're getting financing your home. However, you can say, if my home appraisal comes back lower than what we agreed upon, up to about $5,000, then I'll pay you the extra cash. Because I really want this home, and I know that this market is going to stay strong in this neighborhood, so I really want this home.
0: That means if the seller, we'll use me as the example, I want to buy a new Mm -hmm. home and i've been pre-approved for $400,000 and i find a home that's at 395 let's say and you yep. just told me that i should go in with my biggest and best offer right off the bat because if i don't somebody else is going to outbid me most likely in this market yeah so it's listed at 395,000 i say i can afford 400,000 here you go but on the offer i say hey If this is appraised below $400,000, I will pay that difference.
1: Yes, that's exactly what you do. And that's what's happening right now with a lot of offers because buyers have that extra cash. So they're willing to give that extra cash to them knowing that they're in a bidding war and that they love the home that they're putting the offer on.
0: Wow. So gone are the days where there's a lot of the back and forth because used to be the buyers wanted to buy at the absolute lowest price they could, and the sellers are trying to get it sold at the absolute Mm -hmm. highest price, and then everybody seemed to sort of settle out somewhere in the middle, but that is not what's happening now.
1: That is not what's happening now, and I tell my buyers they need to be prepared, because once you go house hunting, it's a hunt, but it's also a race, and there's deep competition.
0: And here in Salt Lake, I don't know if it's the same in South Carolina, we have had as many as 125 offers on one home within three days. And that, that's not just a one-off. That is becoming pretty standard here because we have such a shortage of houses right now on the market.
1: It's happening around the nation. It's happening here in South Carolina. I was in DC. It's happening in Washington, DC also. This is what's happening is homes that if you have three or more bedrooms, Two or more baths in your home and it's built within the 2000s as far as the year 2000 and up. You're going to get multiple offers. If your home is well kept, you're going to get multiple offers. You're going to get multiple showings and sellers are becoming overwhelmed. So that's why I say put your first offer in, make it your highest offer because they're not going to go through a hundred offers with half of them is, you know, below or at the price that they're, that they're asking for, you know.
0: Right. And then also as a buyer, it sounds like you really don't want to get that attached to that house that you really would fall in love with. Because even if you go in with your best offer, somebody may come in with an even better one.
1: Yes, that's right. You want to be open. You want to be able to have a, you have your list of things that you want in a home, but what necessarily do you need in a home? And do not get involved in or get attached to a neighborhood or a home because it's a competition up here now. It's a rat race, and I hate that it's way for my buyers and for the sellers because the sellers are being overwhelmed also with all of these offers. But this is years of underdevelopment and underbuilding, and the housing stock. And and this is what happens when you have a shortage before the pandemic, and then you have a continuous shortage throughout the pandemic.
0: Right before the pandemic hit, I'm again going to use myself as an example because I don't really know of too many others. I purchased a home. It was a new build. So I had to actually sign the contract six months beforehand. I signed that in April of 2019 and the the foundation hadn't even been laid. I bought it for $310,000 and then by the time I moved in, it was the end of December, 2019. So we're three months before the country shut down. Now I was really, really fortunate. I had sold a previous condo and walked away with a huge chunk of money. And so I was able to put down almost half of that sales price. So, so my mortgage wasn't, you know, that high, but Let's say it was April of 2020 that I signed the papers for. Well, by then, that exact same home that I bought, because they were building more of the next block over, my mm. home that I bought for $310,000, it was now selling for 375000 And I would not have had enough money to put down on it to bring my mortgage down within my salary range. I lucked out in a year so. How are you dealing with buyers that they've waited, or they have a really good chunk of money that a year ago or a year and a half ago would have been acceptable, and now it's not? And so it's not like they're poor, you know? They've got money that a year and a half ago would have bought them a, a perfectly nice home, and now they can't even get to that. How are? How do we help these buyers?
1: And I have buyers like that who have decided to step away from the market, right? Because they've become frustrated. Overwhelmed. They're too invested in the, you know, the bidding wars. They are just getting mentally and physically frustrated with the market. So they have decided to step back. And and here's the secret. So once you step back from the market, especially during the summertime, the best time to re-enter the market is during the fall and winter. So you're going to have school starting soon. It's already started actually in South Carolina. And then we're going to have the holidays. We're going to have Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas buyers will be so invested in the holidays and getting ready for the holidays that they'll take a step back from looking at homes. So if you get back out in the market during the fall, you'll be able to see that there's less bidding wars and less competition and there's still the same homes for sale.
0: This is a good place to take a break. When we come back, we'll finish up with that thought on when should buyers get into the market and how long should they step away from it. So We'll be right back with Lisa Grant. She is a real estate broker. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, I've got Lisa Grant with me. She is a real estate broker and we are trying to navigate through the hyper competitive housing market. Lisa, just as we were finishing up, you said that some buyers may need to take a step back. So let's say I gave up in May. I'm like, oh, I just is too much. Like I've put an offer on 15 homes and I was outbid on all of them. You were saying, you know, maybe wait until this fall or or winter because other buyers will be distracted by the holidays and kids in school. How long as a buyer should I stay out of the market?
1: You may, you may want to wait a year to stay out of the market. That gives you time to attend, to so continue to save your money, get your debt. However, they're going to run into probably a interest rate increasing. So you're going to have high interest rates. But as you continue to save money and pay down your debt, they may equal out to the low interest rate that we had before the payment.
0: If I can afford a $400,000 home, there's a chance in another year I might be able to accumulate another five, maybe $10,000 to go toward the down payment, which should hopefully offset if the interest rate rises because The higher the interest rate, the less home you can afford, obviously, because it increases your payment.
1: Yes, that's exactly right.
0: But also, if the interest rate rises, maybe in a year or so, the housing prices will come down. So right now, if you're priced out, I have to hope that prices come down, even if the interest rates go up a little bit.
1: Yes. And you don't want to depend on prices going down. However, you... If prices do go down, that's great, right? If the prices go down, you have more money, and you have the interest rate. It'll all even out within a year or so.
0: To wrap things up, what are the top four or five items that you say buyers need to have and be prepared before they set foot in a single open house?
1: Well, the first thing you want to do is get an agent. And you want to be able to interview your agent because you want to find someone that's relatable, someone that's good at talking, negotiating. You want to go with your gut feeling and find an agent that you can trust. So look for that passion and honesty in an agent. Then you want to get pre approved. The pre approval letter says, I can afford this much in house and I'm serious. And then you want to find a home that you unnecessarily have everything that you need but it has everything that you can build towards the future. Because your first home is not always your last home. So you want to be open and you want to have that notebook of things that you need, things that you want. You want to be able to have that ready to go. Okay. And then lastly, you know, be, be open about the contingencies. Just understand that this is going to be a bidding war. So you want to come in with your game face on. You want to make sure that you are able to remove contingencies, bring in someone that could help you look at the home along with your agent.
0: Great. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for helping us sort of walk through that, at least the basics. And right now, I feel so horrible for the people who those multiple bids, they're being outbid every time or they thought they were in a good position. To buy, and now it's not even multiple bids, they can't even afford the houses that are out there to even try to bid on because they've the prices have risen so high
1: yes, and it, it it's going to get better um it just have to have be patient it's, it's going to get better. the market will soften uh soon it's going to get better for both buyers and sellers
0: well, thank you again, Lisa. I'm so glad you were with me to walk through that.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. Congratulations on your new home.
0: thank you.